tell me if you know how we're checking if businesses are going to default. Because you don't just get a loan and it's like, great, I assume that you're healthy now and things are just going to continue in the future. That's not how regulatory environments work. Support provided by the Vital Credit Card. Make a statement in your wallet with a sleek metal credit card that pays you cash back when you share and spend responsibly while helping you improve your credit health. Request your invite at vital.fintechconfidential.com. Welcome to Fintech Confidential, bringing you the people, tech, and companies that change how you pay and get paid. Karen, welcome to the show. So Boss Insights is a business data as a service platform that really is bridging the gaps between businesses and customers, which for the longest time has been like the biggest gap. We've always thought about things from a consumer perspective and kind of just left the business side to, to be what it is. Yeah. And it's really interesting to see the Boss Insights has started to head that direction. Now, with you being a former commercial banker and over 15 years worth of financial services experience, I thought the interesting thing about your background is that you started out in a role with the Toronto Stock Exchange. Yeah. I'm really curious how you fell into the other side of FinTech being more of the financial services piece of it. First off, I feel like you know me, so thank you. It's really funny. I. I graduated with a law MBA degree and you're supposed to become an investment banker. That's what you're supposed to do. You're That's the literally. second person during the summit that I've talked to that was supposed to go down the investment banker track. So it's really interesting. Yeah. Continue. Sorry. It just, it's something that popped no, it, up. It's actually when you have amazing parents who really believe in education, you're kind of bred to be a doctor or a lawyer or something that they feel like you're going to be safe. And, and so I turned down the doctor profession. I had the I, I've had so much luck on the family side, truly, just so much support. So I said no, and they said, that is that is no problem. We support you. You go be a lawyer. I said, N uh, heck, that's a hard no. That's a, that's a real, I, I am a lawyer, but it's actually a counter indicator to my personality. Our CTO reads our NDA agreements. I then said no to investment banking. And I think what I did not understand at that time that I grew to understand as you experience more is that. I grew up on stories of people who immigrated into countries and had no parents because they were leaving when things were getting not so great in World War II time. And they were, I'm going to skip out of Europe and I'm just going to come over to North America. And so you had a bunch of 16-year-olds with no parents, no safety net starting businesses. So when I was at the TSX in 2008, every single business was dealing with trouble but there was no human factor. There. And when I switched over to work at RBC, I was gonna be a banker that dealt with businesses and I was gonna make it so that they could grow because they have been not treated with the respect they're deserved forever and a day. Too expensive to serve them, the return, the risk reward ratio is not there. That's what drove me to it. I really wanted to make a difference. Karen, as, as you talk about all of these different pieces and, and how bringing that personal touch back into a lot of things, I'm really curious, what was the initial motivation to get started with Boss Insights? It didn't come from me. I'm employee number two. That's what's different about us, actually. It came from someone who was ex-Amazon, 2013. So terms that we use today weren't even 
invented then. And he was for Amazon figuring out which product would be at which warehouse. Now, if you think of Amazon, they're the ultimate customer-centric company. <laughs> they really follow habits and they keep building products based on habits. And they built cloud originally for themselves and said, wait a minute, we can sell this and then learn where businesses are going to go. And he said, you know, I hear you talking about your banking job and how much you love that manual effort that you put into serving your business <laughs> customers. Um, I'm going to go and build a, a data company and I'm going to make it possible. So any business owner, any financial institution, any new bank, any technology company, there's this thing, actually, there's these new finance technology companies. Have you heard of them? They're all going to have access to data. What do you think? And I think in 2013, I said something like, that is awesome. I just had my first baby. Can you come back to me? So I'm employee number two. Okay. It took someone on the tech side to see the forest through the trees. And sure enough, in 2021, we had a mass exodus of CEOs of banks saying, I set out to run a bank, not a tech company. But tech folks saw this in 2013, not in 2021, and certainly didn't need COVID to see it. You talk about it being a, a technology first company and really the founder being technology driven. Yeah. How would you describe the overall mission for Boss Insights? The overall mission is to have one place you can go that you can see any information you want to see on a private business. And that information is given by consent by the businesses. If you think about it, in public business, this is where the TSX and the RBC, it was all leading somewhere. I just didn't know it. <laughs> Bloomberg for private businesses. Stripe for how businesses can grow. That's the vision of Boss Insights. It really opens it up to, to really enabling them to make better decisions is what it sounds like. I'm going to Don Draper here for anyone who's watching. <laughs> Change the conversation. You know, the only other industry that works the way business services works right now is the grocery store. As a fully grown human being, you need to go into a grocery store and know, do you want an apple or an orange? But as a business owner, I'm confused as to why you're expected to know what product you need, how to go get it, have the data, approach the service provider. Who's the service provider? And if you go customer first, if you go data first and show the insights to the business, That'll be an app they want to be on because they're getting something from it. They're not just giving data so that a financial institution can serve them. They're actually growing as a result. You mentioned about your, your journey yeah. from TSX to RBC yeah. and now Boss Insights. Yeah. What would you say is the most important thing that you've learned along that journey? I know a lot of people talk about consumers and underserved consumers and whatnot. And I think for me, businesses are people and they, they really are. Most of the businesses in this country are small businesses and those are just people. And that's what I grew up on. My grandfather opened a grocery store and when he had deliveries, he couldn't pay for them. And he said, come back at the end of the day. And this was the collections agency. I learned during my time at RBC that these business owners whether it was a $30 million revenue company, a $3 million revenue company, or a $300 million revenue company, it's just people. If we don't serve them properly, we're not letting them create the products of the future. And we still haven't figured it out that the metrics tell the story and not the things that don't matter, like the bias. 
Data is the Achilles heel of bias. It's the ultimate equalizer. Let's let their merit show whether we can fund them, whether we can give them payment solutions, because these are people. And if we give access to capital to business owners in the right way, they will create the products of the future and help the economy thrive. So it's interesting you bring up letting data tell the truth. I've worked with a lot of startups throughout my career, and I find it funny that a lot of times I will hear the CFOs of some of these places and, and other things. And the question they ask me is, what story do you want me to have the data tell? Oh, yeah. When I was in my MBA class, accounting confused the heck out of me. That's a math class, right? No, accounting <laughs> is where you can take a, what was it, $2 million profit and turn it into a $100,000 loss. Data is sort of like saying doctor. There's a dermatologist and a surgeon. You don't want to get those things confused. You got to be very specific. And there's a lot of hyperbole and just kind of posturing in this industry. I got all the datas. I got you all the datas. I'm going <laughs> to. Here's what I mean. You are gathering financial statements now in financial services, largely manually. And it's driven by a regulatory requirement to get it to process a loan request. That is not the only use of that information. How about telling the business when they have a customer concentration problem or that their accounts receivable days are more than other peers in their industry? So here's how to fix that. And I'm your bank, I'm your neo bank, I'm going to help you get there. And then comparing that to what's on the bank statement and comparing that to what's on the tax return and comparing that to what's on the sales and actually getting a real holistic picture of what you need to do to grow. And thank you, bank. Thank you, Neobank, for doing that for me. That, that's what I mean, because it, you have to get very specific about what we're really doing. Otherwise, it really is all just fluff. When you look at your clients and, and customers that are solving business problems with financial technologies, what kinds of opportunities are you seeing that look like they're going to start to open up over the next three to five years? Cool. <laughs> okay. Right now, I think the big question is that everybody in financial services has to ask themselves is, am I offering a loan, a payment solution, a checking account, savings account, or am I the person who's going to help my business customer grow? And it is a fundamental question and it shapes all your thinking. Because if you're doing the first thing, you're thinking, how do I get my checking accounts better? How do I get my Lending, it's all the same thing. I, I just, we're at the MX Summit, right? I just mm -hmm. left a meeting where someone said to me, I don't want a system for business and a system for consumer and a system for wealth management. I want it all in one place. You are a business owner. You're a person. You're a family person. You have, you mm -hmm. know, it's all in one place. The lines are blurred. I want to tell you how to make your future happen. That's, that is where we're going. And where we're going is the wrong. We could have this now. This is available now. Why don't we? These are large ships and they don't turn on a dime. More specifically, you go to a core and you ask them to change something. That's, that's a rough go. Fintechs approach cores. It's a rough go to partner. There are core alternatives. 
And there are also people internally who say, but we've always done it this way. Here's the ultimate, we've always done it this way. And I'm so sorry if I'm coming off like a geek, but honestly, let's be real. I am a geek. I, you know, (laughs) geek honor. Okay. Debt service coverage is the ultimate indicator of whether a business will get a loan. And it's 1.25 times. Can somebody please tell me why? I don't mean why is it, why do you have more dollars in the door than what you need to pay for your loans? I mean, why is it 25% more? Why isn't it 20? Why isn't it 22? Why doesn't it fluctuate like mortgage rates? Nobody actually knows why we're making the decisions we make because everything has been driven by regulatory needs, which is important, but we've forgotten the Amazon part, which is what's the customer experience Mm -hmm. here? What's the, you know, business owners, when we get our, our loan, our payments working, which by the way, business owners payments, they're not happy. We need payments providers to, to fix that. And, you know, and, but it's like this when we get it. Now, after, if anyone asked, what's your net promoter score after? I have a loan with my company. Do you think I ever log into that account to look at anything? No, because I'm learning nothing. Nothing about how I compete against my peers. Nothing about what I need to do to grow my business. Because we keep thinking that this is just about the financial institution seeing that I'm a good bet. And it's not. That's an opportunity for the financial institution to learn what I need next. That's the, where I think we're going. The most common cause of bad customer experience isn't that high tech. It's embarrassingly simple. Yep, it's answering questions. In e-commerce, it's really easy to get bogged down with common questions. Whether that's, where's my package? How do I return or exchange this item? Or just to cancel a subscription? SolvePath is an AI-driven customer support system that enhances the customer experience with visual formats and self-serve technology to empower your customers to handle their own support requests. Get the best customer support system for your business, Get SolvePath. Get started by visiting GetSolvePath.com. As I look at the state of financial technology and financial services and the ecosystem, it is so severely fragmented, mm-hmm. fractured, whatever adjective Word. you want to use yes. to 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 show how broken it is um especially when you compare to what's available and how it's available yeah. to how people want to see it use it learn from it and even grow their money what is boss insights doing to to make that experience less broken so I just had it described to me as following, as the following. SMB has always been the redheaded stepchild. Now, I, as a, you can see here that I am naturally trying to go towards the redhead. You see, this is how hair grows naturally. It starts brunette. Redheaded stepchild. It's always been the adage internally in the industry. It costs the same amount to, to do a $25 million loan as it does a $25,000 loan. How are we going to earn our, you know, it's so hard. It is set up to fail. Why is it not that we have one place where we can see everything, see what the business needs and let the business self-select? I'm going to give a personal example, okay? Boss Insights is a Canadian company, proudly Canadian. But I sell mostly in the U.S. So my revenue comes in the door in the U.S. But my employees are Canadian. I have a, a payments problem there. I have a foreign exchange problem there. 
Now, when I asked my bank how to solve that, they said, you should go to an external for an exchange. For, I see you closing your eyes. I, I see you, sir. Because, and that's just one example. Now, let's say I want to, I'm SOC 2 compliant, which basically for folks out there that haven't had the pleasure of going through a SOC 2, it's like you have the trusted traveler program for vendor due diligence. Those people are CPA firms that are licensed. Now I need to pay those people. Now I have to send, that payment is over the threshold and I'm switching currencies. I can't do that within my own bank, not easily. Now, why? I don't know. I don't understand. I'm super confused about it because there are so many technology firms that have solved these problems already. And what we're trying to figure out, we don't just work on our tech and figure out how to make this so seamless. We work on how to make it integrated into the existing system. What we've done is we've made it so that if you are a neobank, if you are a fintech, if you are a financial a bank, a credit union, and you don't have a platform, we have a full platform for you. You want it? It's yours one hour of your time. There is no coding. If you want to have access to our data and insights and you do have a platform, you will get that between two days and two weeks. So there is zero issue there for you to have a platform where you can see every single thing about your business and tell them when it's time to get a loan and track that loan. You can tell them when it's time to use payment solutions and track that and post that to their accounting systems. You can tell them about their cash flow insights. You can tell them where their risks are coming down the pipe, how they compare, all in one place. That's what we're doing. As you mentioned, we're here at MXS, a money experience, Woo. 2022 here in Snowbird, um, beautiful place. Yeah. What do you hope attendees take away from the summit and even more specifically, the session that you are in on raising borrows expectations? Well, first off, I learned something really huge here when I was in Will I Am's session, because when I think of going to a financial services conference, I immediately think black IPs are gonna school me on how to think design thinking. Let's take politics and let's take finance. And, and it was just, and he said it so amazingly well and simple. It's Harry Potter wizardry. But the truth is, even at this MX summit where people are very aware of what the problems are and really trying to make it happen, People have said to me, you can do this. That seems like impossible. It seems like a wizardry trick. I mean, so, so that's the first thing. When we were at our panel, we played a game of Would You Rather, which normally that's, that's a fun kind of drinking game, Would You Rather? <laughs> the one I kind of like to ask is, has anyone seen the Bound 2 video by Kanye West with Kim Kardashian? I cannot say that I have. This is, this is your homework this evening. Okay. Because Kanye West had a video with Kim Kardashian on a motorcycle, looking impossible because she can. It's like amazing. <laughs> and then Seth Rogen played Kim Kardashian. And there's a side-by-side -side comparison of that video. So that's a good would you rather. Would you rather hang around with Kim Kardashian or, or Seth, Seth Rogen? Rogen? We played would you rather, but in this industry, would you rather originate on your own or use a partner, but be at risk for heavy default rates? Would you rather sell a product or offer businesses the opportunity to grow. And there is not consensus and agreement on all of these things. 
People are muddling through. That's what I learned in our session, that some people feel like the road to growth is is through origination. And I think we can say that the industry has chosen originating partners. But originating partners are just that. They don't care what happens to the business and the health of the business after. They're not incentivized to do that. And we are in a interest rate rising environment and stuff's going to go down and, and we need to care about the fundamentals. So I would argue that servicing existing customers and helping them grow is huge. Yeah. Those are some of the key takeaways. You mentioned it a couple of times now. So yeah. I'm just, I'm going to circle back around oh, okay. to this. Cool. So you, you mentioned, you know, that the economic slowdown, yeah. you've talked about rising interest rates, yeah. you've talked about all of these different things. What are some of the things that, that Boss Insights can provide that helps, that can help people through this time of correction? It's, you know, it's funny, Matt, that was a question that came up in the panel that we were in. I did not attend. I will be honest. I didn't attend. Did you have a spy? In- <laughs> <laughs> um, I... I asked a question, I answered first with a question and then I answered. I asked, raise your, or this is why MX is so awesome. I asked if we could play Would You Rather, they created color cards. So when we played Would You Rather, there were blue cards and orange cards and people voted with their cards. Tell me if you know how we're checking if businesses are going to default. Because you don't just get a loan and it's like, great, I assume that you're healthy now and things are just going to continue in the future. That's not how regulatory environments work. So I asked, do you, do you guys know? Because truly before I was a banker, I was at the TS. I had no idea before I was a banker. And on my first week of being a banker, I asked somebody how to check and they responded colorfully with, I'll get back to you later. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and we're at a banking conference and SMB is all the rage and 5 million new businesses launching. And most people didn't know. And that's totally valid because if you're not the person making it happen, why would you? It's not, this isn't a trip to Disneyland. What we're doing is we're checking their debt service coverage and their loan to value mainly, which amounts, it's a fancy way of saying, do you have enough money to pay me after your expenses? And is the amount of loans that you've taken healthy within the range of the value of your business? That's what we're checking for. It's all negative stuff. We're not looking at their income. We're not looking at who's been sending them payments. That would be pretty key on ability to pay, willingness to pay. We're not looking at how they've managed their payments because historically payments and lending is completely separate. And so we don't even think like that in lending. I never even thought about payments companies when I was a lender. But wouldn't you think that it would be helpful to know if a company is meeting their payments and getting their receivables? That that to lenders seems like a light that's going to Mars. They're still trying to check the stuff they have to check. When I tell them that when they onboard this loan, they could set it and forget it and calculate those numbers and get a ping on their system if anything's going to go wrong. And we've shown this with case studies. They look at me like I'm talking from the Jetsons. (laughs) We should tie these two things together. So we're coming to the end of our time. I'm not, I refuse to leave. I'm just, I'm not going to go. Okay. So <laughs> that's good because I still have a couple questions okay. for you. Okay. Um, so, you know, as you look at this and, and 
There are companies, new companies being started every day. If you were to give one piece of advice to a new business owner or a founder of a startup fintech, what do you think? What would that be for you? Uh, Just one. The most important one. The one, if I had to pick, is it's going to take you a while to figure out who your customer actually is. So... They tell you when you're learning about a startup to interview your customers and find out what their pain points are. When you think you figured that out, make that a quarterly endeavor. You're never going to, that's not something you ever know. Always do that. Continually getting that voice of customer to ensure that you're continuing to go down the path because your first customer, those early adopters, aren't always your perfect customer. Ain't that the truth? I feel like you, you see... I want to hear that story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's for another day. As we wrap up, yeah. um, tell me, you know, you had the opportunity to speak on a panel. What What is working with MX meant for you and your customers? Oh, wow. I Okay. Data aggregation is a competitive field. And when you talk about new entrants all, all the time, that is a factual reality. When we were choosing banking data partners, we looked at the quality of the technology. We looked at the way they partner. And I, and I heard MX's CEO say partnership first strategy all the way in their address here. I have not seen a company partner the way MX partners. It's not even just in the industry and working together on things. It's truly being open to figure out Customers are coming to us with needs that we cannot solve on our own. So let's solve it together. One plus one equals three. And I learned this at this conference too. Some people believe this. Some people act like they believe it. And then some people just don't believe it. And I think it comes down to, are you open source or are you closed source? MX is open source. And then you put on top of that is that they're just fun. Last year, the Goo Goo Dolls were playing and they gave a signed Goo Goo Dolls guitar to one of their customers. They are fun people. It is a pleasure to be here with them. And I'm just grateful that we get to partner with them. We've talked about so many different things, went <laughs> all over the place with some of the stuff. Is there anything that, that you wanted to make sure that the audience hears, knows, anything specifically that maybe I didn't hit on that just is burning that you've got to say? I am spending a lot of my time trying to figure out who believes that they're selling a business the ability to grow. And if people have insights on that. Karen, I really appreciated the time with you today. And I know there's plenty more that we could talk about other times. And I look forward to doing that as well. What is the best way to reach out to you to learn more about yourself, Boss Insights? What's the best ways to find out more? BossInsights.com, LinkedIn. I'm, it's me looking at it. So I'm Karen Moynihan, K-E-R-E-N, Ray of Light, uh, and LinkedIn, Boss Insights, and just reach out and tell me what you're thinking and what your challenges are. Thank you for sharing that. I'm going to go ahead and put in the show notes, the links to all these different things, make it real quick and real easy for you. So just go ahead and click on that. Thanks again, Karen, for taking the time out of your day to, to sit down with me. Can I thank you for doing this? Because you're spreading the word. So uh, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. 